You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I ran in that face didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome to Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful Thursday morning, and we're up and at them with you. And want to invite you to be a part of the program. 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. Go ahead and make that call this morning or post your thoughts and comments on the Martin Houston show fan page on Facebook. Also don't forget to like and follow uh, at Martin Houston three, five on Twitter at Martin Houston three, five on Twitter and at Todd 109 uh, on Twitter as well. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, you be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Jacob. How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderfully this morning. How are you? Uh, it's a it's a beautiful day, man. It's another day uh, that I get an opportunity to be on this side of the dirt, and so uh, I'm gonna make the most of it. And hopefully, our listeners will do likewise. Uh, we got a great show lined up for um, our viewers today. And our listeners, and that will be uh, recruiting guru Hank South will be joining us in the third quarter, the second half, kicking off the second half of today's program. But to get things started, uh, we'll hear from Coach Nick Saban here in just a moment. But we're asking you, what are you looking forward to? What's your takeaway? What's key matchups? Uh, do you have grades? We, we, we hadn't got to those things this week yet, and we'll uh, toss them up. And if we get to all of those today, we'll move on to something else. If not, we'll carry that conversation over to tomorrow. But here are the opening comments from Coach Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide talking about uh, Ole Miss. And um, it wasn't a, wasn't a lot of meat, but uh, he had a few things that uh, we'll point out. Here is the best coach in the land, Coach Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm very pleased with the effort that our players with t- played with today, the toughness. We had a lot of respect for Texas A&M's team. Uh, they were a ranked team, uh, so we knew it would be a difficult game. Uh, but our guys persevered, overcame some adversity, 
especially when we got to hit 14 nothing and they tied it up 14-14 where, you know, we give up a big play for a touchdown and then a turnover and they get another touchdown, you know, very quickly in the game. Uh, but our guys stayed the course and kept competing in the game. So uh, and that's really what we wanted to do is, you know, try to, you know, keep playing in a game and try to play for 60 minutes. And uh, I thought we did that. Now, there's a lot of things that we need to clean up. Um, we made some mental errors on defense that led to big plays, uh, whether they were alignments, uh, not adjusting the motion correctly. Um, you know, we got a couple turnovers. Uh, we had a pick six for a touchdown, uh, made some big plays, got some fourth down stops when we needed uh, to stop drives. Um, I know time of possession was a little lopsided because we didn't get off the field on third down uh, well enough, uh, allowed them to keep the ball. And, you know, we made a lot of big plays on offense, so we didn't have the ball very long. Uh, but the way they played us, um, you know, we have to utilize the skill guys that we have and, and take shots. And um, they were up there stopping the run. Their safeties were very aggressive. So uh, I thought we did a good job of adjusting to that in the game and making some big plays. And obviously, you know, the receivers, you know, John Mechie and uh, Jalen Waddle and Smitty all played, you know, really, really well. And I thought Mac played really well in the game and, um, you know, kept his poise and, you know, didn't get affected by the tip ball interception uh, and just uh, did a really good job. So all in all, this is a great win for us. Um, and we had a lot of respect for this team, so I'm kind of proud of our players for what they did. Uh, I think in 24 hours, though, I think we need to go to work on what we need to improve on because there's a lot of things to clean up. Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show. That's Coach Nick Saban. And it's been a lot of conversation about the game, whether it's going to be replayed, whether it's going to be rescheduled. A lot of talk about the two coaches matching up and whether or not um, – the uh, opportunity for uh, the game to be rescheduled. And then even something as crazy as whether Nick Saban can carry Lane Kiffin. Well, I know you want to talk more about the game and the specifics, and we will uh, do that at this point. So moving right along, uh, those of you who are on Facebook, apologize that you're not able to hear that audio from Nick Saban. We'll work on that. But we'll continue the conversation right now, asking you, the question, what's the key matchups? If you watched Alabama play the, the first couple of games uh, and you are preparing to play Alabama and you're Lane Kiffin, what would you be looking to take advantage of from an offensive standpoint uh, going against our defense? What would be your go-to play what would you be looking to or go to personnel and the key is do you have that type of personnel and if you don't have that type of personnel how do you get players in the same space and match up as the previous teams did and so as i was looking at the texas a&m game uh going back and looking through uh some of the key matchups two positions kind of jumped out at, at me, the tight end position, uh, both their big tight end who is just waiting on his time before he's probably going to be a, a first rounder. Uh, and then uh, the backup as well, who caught their touchdown. I'm not sure we covered those guys all day uh, or, or didn't take it away from them 
and they could have gone back to it. I'm surprised they didn't go back to the tight end even more. And then you look at the running back position. And uh, I know that uh, they took a wide receiver and put him at running back, uh, speaking of Texas A&M. And as they did that, it gave them a distinct, to me, distinct advantage uh, in the passing game. Now, was that all because our linebackers couldn't cover, or was that because there was an, wasn't assistance uh, provided in you know the help defense and the switching and and putting putting linebackers out on islands against guys that you know that they can't cover on their best day and like I said this guy was a former wide receiver uh number zero that's so weird to say number zero for A&M so if I'm Kiffin I'm looking at those two positions and now I don't know enough about the Ole Miss tight end position to say that they have a tight end who could take advantage the way they did. But I promise you there's a way to create the same route combination as what Texas A&M was doing to get the tight ends out. And then, of course, Ole Miss definitely has a running back uh, who can uh, hurt you in both the running game and the passing game. So we're going to look at at that matchup and what – Alabama needs to do have they figured it out did they did they have they gone to the drawing board to figure out how to take away or how to prevent that running back position from getting one-on-one coverage or not and sometimes what even coverage uh, the touchdown where Daniel Wright attempted to push him out of bounds uh, the running back wasn't even covered uh, and so we, we want to look at that but before we do that let's get to Pat Pat, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, good morning, Martin. And, uh, I fouled up on my weather forecast. That storm moved further to the west, and it's going to put – it looks like it's going to put what's left of the remnants of, that, of uh, Delta directly over Vault Hemingway Stadium by the time we play that game. Hey, it's going to rain and rain some more, and – uh Hey, we could, hey, this, hey, there was a game, uh, against Auburn. Was it, uh, when, uh, our, uh, quarterback, Kenny Staber, had the famous run in the mud? Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, I don't think that this is going to be a game where Lane Kiffin's going to be able to throw the ball 70 times. But, uh, I think it's going to have to come down to who can run the ball and who can hold on to the ball. What do you think? Well, I think that sometimes there's a misconception. I don't know how big Corral's hands are, number one. Um, but I would say that that people assume you can't throw the ball in the rain at all. Um, there's the gripping of the ball that can become an issue. Uh, but Saban himself said that we practice wet ball conditions uh, half a day the day before, all day yesterday. The entire practice was done with a wet ball. So um, you, you you can acclimate and, 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 and try to keep the balls as dry as possible and, and all of that. But here's the distinct advantage that sometimes people forget. What does the offensive player always know? 
He knows where he's, where he's, going, he's going to where go. He's going. He knows where he's going. So on a wet field, you're likely, if you're quarterback, and like I said, I, I don't know Corral's hand size, uh, but a guy like Aaron Rodgers in terms of hand size, not that he has to be that talented, but like his hands are super big. Um, if if a quarterback can, can grip the ball and that receiver knows what he's doing and they run some short uh, routes, uh, out breaking routes and, 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 and even a, a quick double move route, the, the advantage can go to the defense. I mean, to the right. offense. And then, of course, the other part, Pat, is uh, if guys are running wide open, <laughs> uh, um, then you can still complete it. And so I, I, I don't think the rain is going to make Lane Kiffin all of a sudden abandon what he does uh, to the degree that he still is not going to throw the ball a lot. I think he's okay. still going to try to try to sneak some right. passes in there. Nice. Okay. So you're saying that we got to watch Lane Kiffin for Deflate Gate too. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, 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 that his quarterback may have big hands. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Hey, right, hey, right, hey, hey. So hey, it's a dead shame if he ain't got hands like President Trump. Hey, right, hey, have a blessed day. Hopefully, we can catch you at the uh, bottom of the hour. Bye bye. All right, thanks. Stay tuned for more conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. Post your thoughts and comments on Facebook or call us at 205-342-9904. Taco Casa quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town. Drive in, dine in, and carry out. Six locations in Tuscaloosa and West Alabama to better serve you. Whether you're looking for tacos, uh, the great nachos, uh, the chimalupa, uh, the chimichanga, it doesn't matter if you're looking for a great value, a great price, a great taste. It's going to be Taco Casa when it comes to your Mexican food needs. Coming back on the other side, the Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks as we crank up our Thursday morning and traffic moving well around town. But if you do see conditions, please give us a call, 205-886-8886. Get an October of a deal today at Townsend Nissan and top dollar for your trade because they need them. I'm Captain Ray. The weather stays very warm today, partially sunny, the high 88. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 62. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers, the high 79. Saturday, cloudy and breezy, rain likely, maybe a thunderstorm, the high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and every Everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 
93.9. Don't forget about Alabama One Insurance. Alabama One Insurance, your one source for all your insurance needs. We love the opportunity to help you protect your most valuable asset. So give us a call at 205-342-9904-205-342-9904. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Uh, we're talking about uh, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss matchup. And the question I'd asked before uh, we went to Pat was, if you were playing against this Alabama team, what would you look for from a matchup standpoint based on what you've seen Alabama do in the first couple of weeks? And, of course, uh, if you watch game one, uh, you may you know, try to do some quarterback runs. Uh, and um, because the young man that came in at the end of the game had some success, and we said, ah, that was because it was at the end of the game. But then – and that was against the backups. But the backup for Texas A&M, that young man ended up with some success running the ball uh, as well. And, of course, Lane Kiffin with his two-quarterback system really, really uh, has an opportunity to take advantage of that. I know a lot of people are talking about the rain, and the rain may change Kiffin's game plan. I really don't think that Lane Kiffin is going to change what he does because of the rain. I think that Lane Kiffin is going to come in uh, with a, a desire to, to pass the ball uh, and try to create some um, mismatches which, with our linebackers and our DBs and, and see if he can create some opportunities for some big plays. So um, I know a lot of people saying, well, it's going to rain, so he's not going to be able to pass the ball. Uh, Curtis Moore uh, commented on – the, what I saw in the last game, and I think Curtis Lewis did as well, I'm concerned about the tight end position, not not necessarily the tight end. And, and, and let me explain to you what I mean by that. You know, when I was playing and, and 15 years ago, there was the tight end position, and you could kind of look and go, okay, that's the tight end. And and the packages were always around the tight end or around the fullback or around whatever. Now it's personnel. It's about personnel groupings. And they can move guys around. You you, you don't have a, a situation, and we do it with our guys. You don't have a situation where the tight end is always the third receiver from the sideline. Sometimes the tight end lines up at the tight end spot. I mean, at the farthest wide receiver closest to the sideline spot. Uh, sometimes the tight end lines up behind the line of scrimmage, shifts, moves, all of those things. And so we saw Jimbo Fisher create a lot of opportunity where their tight ends, they didn't have a lot of long plays, but they had a lot of wide open plays uh, in, in terms of the game. And so look for Lane Kiffin to figure out, it may not be a, position called tight end that gets this, but there will be a person, a player, uh, regardless of what his number and position is, that Lane Kiffin tries to create that opportunity uh, to to create some some mismatches there. My biggest concern, Jacob, and I'll see if you agree with this, my biggest concern is the running back out of the backfield. Um, going into this game with Ely, the, the young man, 
dual sport athlete, super fast, super athletic. Uh, as far as Ole Miss is running back, are you concerned that that he's going to be able to potentially create some opportunities in in the passing game that that results in big plays for Ole Miss? I mean, absolutely. Anytime you got an athlete that can come out of the backfield and and do those sorts of things, I mean, you think about the best running backs in the NFL right now. All of those guys are capable of doing the, that's, those sorts of things. You know, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, those kind of guys. Uh, so that can definitely be a big, big difference maker. Um, but I don't know if Ole Miss has anybody that that's such a X factor in that regard. Whether whether it's a running back or a like tight end that you were you were saying, but if you have guys that can do either of those positions in that way effectively, it makes life very very difficult on any defense, regardless of how athletic your linebackers are. And Alabama's got some of the most athletic linebackers in the entire country. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And that's why you move those guys around. Uh, I, I had the distinct privilege because I was coaching at Northridge. We got to watch LSU's offense, Jacob, like on film. And it's so different when you see what's, what's really happening on film. Because sometimes, like, during a game, you miss the chess match of what's happening between the plays because you're listening to the announcer and they're showing the fans and they're showing the sideline. So you don't always see what's happening on the football field. You don't see uh, Joe Burrow uh, see Alabama – uh, run a guy off the field and then tell uh, uh, Edwards Elaire to run to the other sideline. Okay. Like, like, like literally they had a, a four wide receiver set, uh, Jacob, and he was at tailback the play before. Alabama was going to sub. Well, when they, he saw that it was subbing a linebacker, he just took the running back and ran him all the way and went to a five-wide receiver set. Well, guess who had to run all the way across the field? That subbing linebacker who, who runs 50 yards just to get in position to cover the guy. You know, you know what I mean? Like, he just, he, just ran, he just ran from the sideline 45, 50 yards or whatever it is just to cover the guy who is equally as talented as he is already and he has to get the play call while he's running in and, as well as try to prepare to cover one of the best backs in the country. And you would see him do things like that. And then if they get him covered, guess what Joe would do? He would bring him back in. Uh, you know, and so it's just and, – and you know as well as I do, whether you hate Lane Kiffin or love Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin is – uh, a really, really good offensive mind who who creates a lot of opportunity and 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 does a lot of things to to confuse the defense. He creates mismatches, and if anybody will see something that's happening on Saturday and draw something up in the dirt, it'll be Lane Kiffin. So uh, if I was doing it, I would be trying to create some mismatches and opportunities there uh, to get guys out in space. Uh, I've seen the tight end position. I've seen the running back position work uh, against Alabama. So that's where I would start. But I would also have a few other uh, things up my sleeve to try to create some guys running loose, running open, and try to create some confusion back in that uh, new secondary. 
Let's go to Curtis Lewis. Curtis Lewis, you in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Martin, how's it going now? Hey, good, I going good. exactly what you're saying, but I'm going to run both my quarterbacks, Corral and Plumley, and I'm going to run a lot of RPO. I'm going to keep Moses, and I'm going to keep Christian Harris in conflict all game long. They're going to have to make choices. If yeah. you can't make the right choice, I'm going to burn them. I'm going to burn them every time. I'm going to slide that tight end right behind that linebacker. Behind the linebackers, as I'm running to my left, I may drag that tight end from the right to the left. And when they yep. pile up to get ready to take my back on my quarterback, I'm going to dump it over their head. And when they're doing something of the nature, um, fight on that same type play, I may send my tight end down the scene. So I know they're not going to cover them. We ain't covered them yet. So I'm going <laughs> to send the tight end down the scene. And I'm going to run that running back. I'm going to run him out the backfield, of course, but I'm also going to keep him in motion. I'm going to take motion out the backfield, and I'm going to send down and outs to him. I'm going to send slant with them. I'm going to do an awful lot of slant because I want that conflict to be constant on the middle linebackers. We have already proven we can't cover anything. We're like a, a skirt in a high wind when it comes to covering those backs and tight ends. So if you were calling the plays, how – I mean, you, you, you as, as we both said, tight end was running open, even though he, they didn't have, like, necessarily big plays from the tight end, they were – Key plays kept drives going, um, you know, uh, caused you to have to adjust. And then, of course, the running back had a couple of touchdowns. So uh, he did create some some bigger plays. Uh, how would you as a coach address that when, you know, uh, you know that that's what they're going to do, the RPO, the, the – the, you know, there, there's two things that sometimes people get mixed up, Curtis. There's the RPO and the read and the play that's called. You know, sometimes, you know, when when you call a run play, you actually have the ability to have a run play that's designed to the running back, a read off of that play that's to the quarterback, and an RPO that that's that's to the wide receiver or to the tight end or to so you almost have a triple option on all three plays and if you're having some communication issues, whoo, uh, that can be really yeah. tough. That's exactly right. I mean, I'm talking about RPO. I want that. I want nothing but conflict out of our middle linebacker. I want them to make the choice every single time I can get them to make that choice. And I know that I could beat. And I'm not saying I'm gonna beat them at all all the time, but I'm gonna beat them enough times with that running back with Ely because that sucker is fast. He's a fast yeah, back. He He's a good back. Yep. And so I know I can get Moses in conflict because I know his he's just not a hundred percent just yet. And I wanna I wanna stress him every bit as I can. I wanna break I wanna break his ankle. Hey, Trying to keep up with this, that bat. Let me ask you this, Curtis. Is is the, the talent of our linebackers because we have some talented linebackers. Oh yeah. Is their athletic ability um did did uh, Jimbo, Will, um, Kiffin actually take advantage of that because the more athletic you are and the better, sometimes even if you coach to read, make certain reads, I can fake it so well that you read, run, and because you're so fast, you actually get out of out of greater position when I pull it to throw it to that wide, I mean that tight end in the seam or uh, dragging across behind those linebackers. That's exactly right, and I'm counting on that because Christian Harris is like a jet. When he takes off, he's gone. 
But right. he take, I'm, I'm betting on him taking off in the wrong direction. Right. And right. I know that Moses is going to have him in the right position, but he's going to have to make that choice. When he see that quarterback tucking that ball and coming out to the corner, he's got to make a choice to either come up, sit back, or find that running back. And I want every time that choice to be made by him because I know he's not going to be taught correctly on how to make that choice. <laughs> I know he's not. So I'm not worried about the linebackers being able to get there. I'm worried about the linebacker being able to make the choice as to where to get. Right. And I, okay. and I know they're not going to be given the proper teaching on that. Now, if we make a change before that game, then I'll probably have to scrap my plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I think, thank, thank you for the insight, Curtis. And that's, that, that's what kind of the key matchups. I think that what you're describing is what Lane Kiffin is working diligently on, how to create conflict in Alabama. I think he's going to try to create conflict both in the linebackers as well as uh, the young young DBs. Yeah, uh, try to safety. get some wide open guys running running free where they have to do some switches or or um, kind of like the screenplay, will they play it over the top? Will they fight through it? Or will they go yep. underneath? And all you need is one of them to make their own choice. And that's what you're that's talking right. about, create conflict. That's right. And, so. and, uh, and I know that our safety, and I think our strongest part of the secondary is our corners. I think our safety is a suspect also in that same situation. So that's why I'm going to do a lot of concentrating on that scene. But if I was on defense, I would keep a lid on top of my defense. I'm going to keep a cover two, cover three shell, run a man underneath, and I'm going to make Mac Jones hit tight windows. You're not going to bomb me to death like we in World War II. That's not yeah, going to happen. <laughs> You're saying if you were, that's how you would play our offense? That's how I play our offense. I will make him throw tight windows underneath, and I'm going to keep a shell over the top. Cover two, cover three, I'm going to alternate them out. I'm going to disguise them. Many times I may sit up there and show it to him, so he going to have to force himself to throw it underneath. Because I know he's not going to beat me with his feet. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Curtis. I appreciate that oh, insight, man. Okay, Marty. Y'all have a good one. You too. Call back anytime. Hey, let's get the break here. Come back on the other side. We're going to bring in Hank South 247, Bama Online Recruiting Guru, up next right here on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but we're already seeing congestion on 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Road work there will keep traffic slow. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Get an October of a deal right now at Townsend Nissan and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. 
John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show, and it is time for our weekly catch-up with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama online recruiting guru. Good morning, Hank. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Hey, uh, I'll let you kind of give a, a recap of wh- what's going on in the recruiting world up until this point, and then I got a couple specific questions I want to get to. Sure, yeah. You know, uh, not a ton has changed on the football side of things since we spoke last. Um, you know, Alabama is still holding steady at the number one spot in the, in the recruiting rankings currently. Um, I, I think Probably the biggest development we, we've seen, um, you know, in the last seven days is Jaquinson McKinstry, the five-star cornerback from Pinson Valley. Um, he announced that he is um, making a commitment on October 25th between his top three of Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. It's pretty significant considering, you know, we've, we've been talking about since, I, I want to say, April, you know, a decision coming at any point for, for Jaquinson McKinstry. And, you know, it's, it's gone back and forth, back and forth, it feels like. Um, you know, in, in late spring, you know, there was a lot of chatter about LSU. Um, you know, then there was some buzz about Auburn throughout the summer. There's always been buzz about Alabama. And, and you know, the, the, all, all the top three has been talked about at one point or another is, you know, maybe the team trending. Um, but, you know, heading into October 25th, which is when he's going to announce now, um, it seems like, you know, Bama – Bama isn't out of, out of it yet. You know, everyone was kind of just writing Bama off. Um, you know, at, coming out of the summer, it was, you know, Auburn was was the talk, and you know, everyone thought he was going to pick Auburn. But you know, Bama's hung around there. They're they're, they're very much in it heading into uh, his, his announcement in, the, in a few weeks. So that's kind of the biggest development and update as, as far as uh, as far as football recruiting. And of course, um, during the game last Saturday, um, five-star point guard Jerry Davison announced his commitment to Alabama as the number one player in the state, number one point guard in the country, uh, committed to Bama um, on Saturday. So um, big, big news in, uh, on the basketball front. And, 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 of course, you know, with uh, upcoming commitments in football, you know, there's going to be some more potential momentum there as well. Yeah, let me, let me kind of tie those two stories together. Uh, Kool-Aid, McKinstry, um, you know, wants to play basketball. I'm assuming that's still part of his decision-making process. Um, 
does the the Davidson commitment help Alabama? Uh, because one thing I know about basketball players is they like playing uh, with guys they have relationships with. Uh, so does that help Bama or hurt Bama in terms of the recruiting process? I think it helped, honestly. You know, obviously, uh, you know, guys like to, you know, I think J.D. Davis is going to help Bama on the basketball front and football, you know, I've talked to you know people close to him that have said, you know, he's not it's not just basketball recruits. You know, he's he's close with he knows a lot of these guys um, um, on the on the football side of things too as well. So I, I think it helps. Uh, another guy, you know, Quincy McKinstry's the oh, five star defensive back, but another guy the band was recruiting for both football and basketball is Terry and Arnold. And I actually talked to him this week as well, and he, and he said, uh, you know, he's close or maybe not close, but he, he's friends with. Uh, with J.D. Davison as well, and just talked to him about Bama. So I think it helps, to be honest. I don't think, I mean, it's not like, you know, a guy like Quincy McKinstry or Terry and Arnold, but, you know, they're not going to be scholarship guys in basketball. You know, their scholarship's going to be for football. So it's not like, you know, um, J.D. Davison came in and, you know, took a spot or, you know, filled up one of the one of the spots they have in, in the 2021 class. So I think it honestly helps. Speaking with Hank South Two Four Seven Sports, talking about J.D. Davidson, uh, Quincy McKinstry, and recruiting. Let me ask you one more question regarding um, McKinstry. Have you had a chance to talk with him about seeing how uh, the young guys, Malachi uh, Moore and Branch, uh, both you know coming in and showing that they're ready to play and and saving playing them. Uh, we know that you know 99.99% sure we're going to lose to retain uh, to the draft. And if you come in and you're good enough, you can get on the field. Uh, have you talked with him about that any and whether that excites him about you know seeing the local Bama product come in and, and win a starting job? I haven't heard it from him, but I have heard that the you know watching Malachi Moore have that early impact has. Um, not been an eye opener, um, but you know, definitely piqued his interest more so. Um, obviously, I don't think it hurt seeing Auburn get beat up by Georgia as well last week. Again, I don't think that flipped his decision just that, but um, certainly, you know, seeing young guys come in and contribute. Obviously, you know, he, he, he turns into Malachi as well. A lot of these, you know, Birmingham area guys know each other, so um, I, I think I think that certainly has helped. I haven't done an interview with him about it yet. He, he kind of gave a little reaction on. Um, the the A and M game and you know he said he, obviously he watched it and um, you know he thinks Bama's having a he's gonna they're gonna have a good year this year but um, you know he's gonna keep watching Bama I, I think you know he's looking at you know these guys are with the dead period folks and these guys are still looking at trying to go to games just you know as a fan in the crowd and I, I think uh, you know Jaquince is gonna do that probably this season uh, uh, not maybe even before his commitment date I've heard of some guys trying to make it out for for the Georgia game next weekend so. I think that that is certainly a uh, is a, a point or a factor, you know, he's looking at um, in this decision process. All right, that's Hank South Two Four Seven Sports Bama Online Recruiting. Uh, Pat is holding. Pat, you're in with Martin Houston and Hank South Two Four Seven Sports Bama Online Recruiting. Good, good, good morning, Hank. You do know that Coach Saban sent uh, McKinstry uh, a uh, ring chart. Uh, for his ring size uh, as part of his recruiting package. And uh, I don't think that uh, that Gus of us down there couldn't do that. 
I'm not here, but you know, that, 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 uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a tactic Bama could use over some others. <laughs> I got you. Hey, hey what my, my main part of my call this morning is uh, talking about uh, a couple weeks ago you were talking about that uh, – uh, that Coach Saban had mentioned maybe like three more spots or four more spots. And uh, my calculation is that we've got five spots. Do we already have two silent commits? Uh, why would that have been mentioned? Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting point. You know, uh, Nick Saban never really talked about numbers like that. You know, we're recruiting kind of in that way until his uh, his his. Uh, signed at press conferences when they can actually talk about the guys once they put pen to paper. Um, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I think I feel like that's not really a hard cap um, as far as spots left. Um, it does, you know, looking at the numbers guys committed, it, it would have it would appear that there's, like you said, like roughly five spots left. Um, so, you know, I don't think there's a hard cap on it. You know, we're, we're still, you know, two, two and a half months out. From, uh, from the early signing period, assuming you know there's going to be an early signing period, who knows what the NCAA is going to do as far as you know moving things around. But uh, you know it doesn't take into account potential class attrition. You know guys, you know it happens every year. Guys are still looking around. You know does a guy, does someone decommit, someone flip? That's always on the table. You know numbers, games. You know we we saw uh, you know Caden Clark. Uh, I, I believe um, you know he he delayed his enrollment. Uh, after his knee injury, so he, you know, he was a like a gray shirt last year or in the 2020 cycle. So I think there's going to be, and I don't think there's going to be three more guys, and that's it in this class. I think there, I think we'll, you know, we're certainly seeing Bama recruit more than three people uh, or recruit like there's more than three spots. So um, I don't think that's a hard cap when it comes down to it. Not, you know, right. as far as you know, why, why maybe he was doing it. I was, I was trying to think of that myself. You know, maybe there is three spots, and you know, there are two silent commands. I, I don't, I don't think. That's the case. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, or you know, it can also be a recruiting tactic. You know, hey, there's three spots left, uh, so recruits listening, uh, you know, you, you might want to hop on board. But you know, I don't know. There could be something behind it, or, or there could actually be three spots left. But uh, I thought it was an interesting comment myself. Yes. Okay. All right, one last question. Do you agree with me that uh, if we don't get the six four receiver out of Louisiana that we do not take that we're happy with what we've got and we do not take another wide receiver? Um, I I I do I think Thomas. I agree with that right now. Yeah, I Brian I, I think if it's, if it's not Brian Thomas, um I think it, at least at this point, I think maybe that they're happy with uh with where things stand. Especially, you know, and, and you know, we haven't really, really talked about, you know, what the this NCAA eligibility thing is going to do because essentially everyone on the roster is having a free year of football. So, you know, maybe you know, prior to this year, maybe one, four, four receivers before that NCAA ruling where guys can all have an extra year. Maybe now, you know, you're, you're good with three. So I think that can maybe factor in. But, yeah, it's not Brian Thomas. I think they're, they're probably done unless, you know, someone comes available or, you know, they, they, they like a guy they see in senior season a lot they don't want to pass up on. So, uh, but, yeah, I, I think probably done. At this point, without Brian Thomas. Gotcha. All right. Have a blessed day, fellas. Thank y'all. Bye bye. Thanks, Pat. All right. Once again, speaking with Hank South 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting. Hank, what, whether three spots or five spots, what are the, the must gets or the position grouping and or player that Alabama uh, feels like they just can't miss on? Yeah, I think I think the most important spots remaining are defensive end and, and cornerback, um, and obviously you know that that seems to be the focus. Um, you know, we just talked about Jaquincy McKinstry, 
Um, you know, obviously priority target, the cornerback position, Terry and Arnold, who's rated as a safety, but, um, you know, can play all over the secondary, all three spots. Um, he, he's going to be a priority target regardless of, you know, whether Jaquincy McKinstry commits to Alabama or not. Uh, so those are two spots of, of focus. And defensive end, I mean, there, there's a handful of guys that are still in play for and pushing for. Um, Tumise Adelier, uh, defensive end out of uh, Texas. Um, JT Tumolau from uh, the five-star defensive line from Washington, who, who Bama's right there for. You know, if you, uh, you know, 24, uh, Tim Watts, our Bama online publisher, and, and Brandon Huffman, our, uh, our West Coast uh, regional analysts, have, have been all over that, you know, talking about, you know, Bama's in the mix a lot more than people are, are giving him credit for, for JT. Um, Shamar Turner, another big-time defensive lineman out of Texas. And then um, a Florida commit that, you know, we talked about plenty, but, you know, maybe he, he slides under the radar a little bit is Tyreek Sapp. He's committed to Florida, but he's a, he's a teammate of Dallas Turner. Um, and he's been, he keeps saying, you know, Bama's still in the mix for him. He's committed to Florida, but Bama's really the one school that has a shot for him. So there, there's several defensive ends they're still going after. Um, and, you know, I think that's the spot of focus. And I think cornerbacks the spot of focus to really, you know, close out this class strong. And there's other spots, you know, there's still, like obviously we talked about wide receiver, Brian Thomas, um, you know, maybe one more offensive line spot and then that linebacker spot as well with a guy like Xavier Sawyer. Or even a guy like Christian Zachary. So there, there's a handful of guys, but I think the defensive line and, uh, and the cornerback are, are kind of where the focus is. All right. <clears throat> Let me uh, switch over to uh, basketball. Nate Oates has gotten two uh, really good commits uh, over the last few weeks. Um, was there any reason, or did you talk to uh, Davidson about the timing of his? Uh, commitment, like right in the middle of the uh, Texas A&M game, did he say anything about why he chose that time to release the news? Um, he hasn't done an interview yet, but I, I talked to his coach uh, Scott Whittle, and you know he he was even saying <laughs> like he he told him beforehand he was like you know you're going to commit on a college football Saturday, it's probably just going to be a little blurb on the bottom of the screen. I hope you know that, but um, you know but obviously football. Playing supreme in the state of Alabama, but I, mean, I, I think it got you know for the moment it happened. I think it got a good amount of buzz. Uh, I thought right. it was also funny that it, it simultaneously happened as Jalen Waddle was scoring an 87 yard touchdown. But um, right, kind of a crazy, <laughs> crazy moment. But uh, uh, no, he, I, he knew it. And, you know, everyone was saying October 31st is decision date. And you know, talking to his coach, you know, he was saying you know he kind of just tweeted save the date October 31st. He never actually said it was his commitment date. Um, so, you know, when, when he moved his date to last Saturday, everyone was saying, oh, why is he moving it up? But he never, apparently he never really actually set the decision date. So, um, Saturday was his birthday. Um, it was important to him. I think he wanted to, uh, you know, get the decision out of the way and, and you know, um, put his focus elsewhere. So, uh, that was kind of the decision behind it, but he's not one of these, you know, hype guys. I don't think he was looking to have spotlight on him at all the times. You know, he's, he's pretty, um, he's pretty, you know, he, he's quiet to himself a little bit more. So. He wasn't looking for all that hype, which, um, you know, so it wasn't a huge deal for him uh, to do it during the college football Saturday. How does he compare to uh, Colin? Hey, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I think I was talking to Tim Washer, publisher, about this, and, you know, he was saying, obviously Colin's from Georgia, but, uh, you know, he was saying as far as, uh, you know, guys he's seen in the state, he's probably one of the best, if not the best guy he's seen from out of the state. And Tim's been doing this for, for a long time, and uh, obviously, you know, Colin came on the recruiting scene a little bit later. Um, you know, with Bama 
pretty much finding him um, prior to others. But, uh, you know, J.D., um, uh, our, our guys have compared him to, to Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, that that's, uh, that's kind of high praise for him. And certainly uh, he, he's the unanimous uh, number one point guard. So there's really no debate much across the industry as far as where he stands. So, big time addition. Okay, awesome. Well, that's Hank South, 247 Sports. Hank, tell our listeners where they can find you and what you got coming up next with Bama Online. Yeah, you know, Alabama 24-7 Sports. Um, we're doing a promo every time today. It's first month. Um, you get it for $1, so you can try it out for this um, busy month ahead with, with plenty of uh, plenty of stuff happening. Uh, obviously, recruiting news all the time. There's a handful of commitments coming up. Quincy McKinstry and Mary's men, um, Christian Zachary and some others, and then Obviously, um, you know, some big, big games coming up for Alabama, too, so there's a lot of great team coverage as well. All right, that's Hank South, 247 Sports. At Hank South, 247 Sports, uh, you can find him on Twitter. Thanks, Hank. We'll catch up with you next week. No problem. Thanks, man. All right. Come back on the other side. We'll have a two-minute warning right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsville Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but we're already seeing congestion on 69 southbound at Union Chapel. Road work there will keep traffic slow. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Get an October of a deal right now at Townsville Nissan and top dollar for your trade. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning, Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris experienced a rare moment in the 2020 campaign spotlight last night as they participated in the vice presidential debate. They discussed some of the top topics, including the coronavirus. All eyes remain focused on Hurricane Delta this morning as it pushes quickly away from the Yucatan Peninsula as a Category 1 hurricane. It will strengthen as it crosses the Gulf of Mexico with the Louisiana coast as its next target. Don Hurtley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama Sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Swing of things for the two-minute warning. Man, what a great show to have. uh, Um... We don't have a lot of time left here, but I uh, want to remind you about what we're going to be doing on tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a great show for you tomorrow. We'll be looking for score predictions. If uh, you've not got your score prediction in, you're always welcome to post your scores on Facebook at the Martin Houston Show. 
as well as call the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904 and give me your score prediction. We have uh, the tiebreaker is Mac Jones passing yards. So looking forward to getting those score predictions on uh, tomorrow. So please do that. Also, we'll have bold predictions on tomorrow. We'll bold, B-O-L-D, bold predictions on tomorrow. We'll look at some of the other SEC games. We'll also look at what are you looking forward to seeing on tomorrow? Where do you want to see Alabama improve on tomorrow? Do you do you want to see the defense play better? And how will you judge better? Uh, will you judge it by the score? Will you judge it by the total yards? Will you judge it by uh, sight, uh, the eye test? Uh, you want to see Alabama tackling better. You want to see Alabama communicating better. You want to see them lined up better. You don't want to see guys uh, running open. You don't want to see big plays. How will you judge Alabama? You can give them a grade. You can call us and let us know uh, after two games going into the third game, what's your grade for Alabama? And then we'll also have deal, no deal. Deal, no deal on tomorrow uh, where Jacob asked me uh, a series of questions and I have to say whether I'll take that deal or not. You're always part of the program. Uh, by calling in, bringing your topic to the conversation. 253 The Taco Casa Hotline is always open for your comments, your thoughts, and your ideas. This is the Mark Houston Show with Sound of Bama Sports. Your, your team will be back on tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side. And remember this, trust in the Lord always. When you not in your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your past. Roll time. A celebration to last throughout the years. So pretty-